0: What's up, everybody? This is Jerry Ferrara, and you are listening to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast.
1: You're not really nervous about this meeting, are you, Johnny? Yeah, bro, of course I am. That's why I thought I'd host them here. And maybe you could meet him and he could see the place and really get a feel for what I'm all about. And you could show him you could play the Ugly Brother in real life, too.
2: (laughs) And we're back. Baby bros, welcome back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. Apologies for the radio silence. Coachella knocked your boy on his ass. It was Coachella followed by my birthday, followed by... A Warriors playoff game. I was at week one of Coachella this year. The highlight was Blink-182 reuniting. The low light was Frank Ocean's abysmal Sunday night headlining performance. Look it up if you haven't. And then that rolled right into my birthday, which rolled right into this weekend, where I went up to San Francisco for a Warriors playoff game. It's been hard to line up schedules with some of my desks since the world's just like, Wide open now, people have families, people have jobs, travel. It's just hard sometimes, so apologies. We're we're trucking along. I've got a few episodes in the tan now, so we should be back to our regularly scheduled programming from here on out. Anthony, a.k.a. Entourage Quotes on Instagram and TikTok, is back this week for Tatila Sunrise, episode four of season seven. We had a lot of fun with this one. This is a fun episode. Stamos, Johnny Drama, ping pong tournament. It's like one of the last few, like, Happy-go-lucky episodes before things get really, really dark this season. And we had fun with it. He's a good dude. Give him a follow at Entourage Quotes. Give me a follow if you want. At JR, we'll do it. You can check out photos from Coachella. And don't forget to follow the podcast at OhYeahPod, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Hope you enjoy the episode. Peace. This man runs the one and only Entourage fan account on both Instagram and TikTok. He was our guest for season one's New York. Season two's an offer refused. Season four's sorry Harvey and The Young and the Stone. And season five's Playing with Fire. It's been a minute, but we're happy to have him back for the sixth time in seven seasons. Anthony, welcome back to the Entourage Podcast.
3: Thanks for having me. Man, I forgot about the Sorry Harvey. That was a good one.
2: <laughs> you back when I was doing this for Bro Bible and like I was just every week I had a deadline, I had, I had numbers I had to hit. You were like, "Hey man, <laughs> uh, can you help me out here?" Like I think I had you on twice in one season because you were ready, you were willing. And season four is kind of one of the you know probably the peak of the show if we're being honest. So it's, it's yeah. good to have you back. We're we're at, we're gonna have fun today. We're gonna talk Sweet. about. Episode four of season seven, Ttila Sunrise. Anthony, we were just talking offline. You are a new father; your son turns one next week, and I am going to Coachella this weekend. So our lives are in a bit of a different spot right now. But you still have time for entourage.
3: Slightly, yeah, slightly different, different weekend ahead of us. Um, yeah, uh, I can honestly say I've never been to Coachella, but it sounds it sounds great. I, the closest I came to Coachella was Stagecoach, even though I don't really. Yep. Definitely didn't listen to country music, but um, it was a hell of a time for sure. It's, it's, It's nice to be out in the desert.
2: I'm surprised there wasn't an Entourage episode where the boys go to Coachella. If I'm being honest with you, it started in 2000, so like you know, it was like right in like probably at Coachella's peak was during Entourage's peak. There should if they have a Joshua Tree episode, there should have been a Coachella episode. If I'm being honest, you just subtly suggested probably the best idea for an episode that never aired. <laughs> what I do, man? I'm a writer. I'm an unemployed writer right now too. So like anyone who wants to make that episode, let's do it. i oh, I'll well, we'll okay. Jerry on the line. Uh, this episode, Anthony aired on July 25th, 2010. Where were you summer of 2010 in life?
3: Yeah. Uh, 2010. So I'm four years out of high school. Um, probably still barely showing up to some, some junior college classes. Uh, <laughs> I was valeting at an Indian casino, um, which was actually pretty sweet. Uh, uh yeah. and probably just listening to way too much house music.
2: Um, Yeah, probably 2018 for sure. Dude, we're the same age. This is like, and I don't mean to bring what I was doing, but like that summer, this is between graduating college and like starting life, I was like catering in downtown Chicago and listening to way too much house music and like (laughs) thinking I had it all figured out and had nothing. Yeah. I'll do a quick on this date for you though. This this isn't really pertaining to house music or catering or or valeting, but uh, this same weekend... Was the forty-third annual edition of the Comic Book Convention Comic-Con, which takes place every year in San Diego, California. This particular Comic-Con highlight included panels for the newest season of The Walking Dead. John Favreau, Daniel Craig, and Harrison Ford presented their upcoming film, Cowboys vs. Aliens. Oh shit. And JJ Abrams, Simon Pegg, and Seth Roden presented their upcoming film, Paul. But the real highlight was when all convention doers got to meet the task of Marvel's Avengers for the very first time. Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Starlet Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner, and Chris Hemsworth all took the stage to thunderous applause in Hall H, I believe. This was the first time that fans learned in real time that Edward Norton would no longer be reprised in his role as the Hulk. And had been replaced by Mark Ruffalo. In some ways, Anthony, this was the death of modern cinema. I love the fucking Avengers movies. I I I, I really fucked with Endgame and all that stuff. But like, this is when it all ended. This is when all the good movies died. Was in this moment in Comic Con in San Diego, July of twenty.
3: Just no more Goodwill huntings.
2: I know, sad.
3: (laughs) You know what though? The the Marvel movies were i mean they were all freaking great i hate to say it i guess i don't know if i hate yeah. to say it or not but yeah i mean they were kick-ass i mean i remember seeing the first thor in movie theaters and was like this shit is badass for sure yep
2: um, same but, with iron man for me oh yeah Iron. Like, man, oh wow this is gonna be the rest of films <laughs>
3: good call out yeah iron man by far for sure yeah
2: <laughs> quick recap of the episode we're doing today and it's not quick but i'll i'll do my best At breakfast, Drama worries about meeting John Stamos, who is due to arrive at the mansion. Vince urges Eric to read Randall Wallace's Airwalker script, which he likes a lot. While prepping for his lunchtime meeting with LA's billionaires, Ari spots Lizzie packing up, and Lizzie warns Ari that she'll get back at him for his treatment of her. E reads the Airwalker script, and he realizes that it's good. He tries to praise Scott, but it's annoyed when E already learns that Scott set up a meeting about Airwalker. Scott taunts him for feeling threatened. And when E. seats Sloane's advice, she reminds him that you can't control who Vince is friends with. Johnny Drama awkwardly interacts with John Stamos, whose mood changes once he sees a ping-pong table in their backyard. Drama steps up to play a dismissive Stamos and handily defeats him. Stamos stomps off without discussing the series. In Mexico with Alex, Turtle refuses to ride in a car with her gun-toting friend Carlos. Carlos promises that their talk will be about Tatila and Tatila only. Phil Yagoda tells Drama it was a mistake to embarrass the super-competitive Stamos. Since the network is sold on Stamos, Johnny will need to get him back on board. E and Scotty bury the hatchet. Stad apologizes for being a dit. He's always resented E's success and connection to Murray. So the two decide to team up, realizing that they're the only ones working while Murray's off playing with his celebrity friends. Enjoying Carlos's avion Tila, Turtle finds out he's been brought in because of his connection to Vince. Angry about being used, he leaves, but Alex convinces him to stay. And after successfully wining and dining the town's richest men, Ari's celebration is cut short when Andrew Klein calls with news. Lizzie has a bid backer and they're going after all of the Miller Gold agency's clients. Drama goes to Stamos's ping pong club to try to win him back. Stamos offers to do the show if Drama beats him and the two face off in a furious match, which Stamos wins 11-6. Despite Drama's loss, Stamos promises to read the script. Drama confides to the guys later that he threw the game. Last, Vince, Johnny, Stott, and Stamos all head to Las Vegas, but E stays behind because he has an appointment with his wedding planner. Anthony, (laughs) what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage?
3: I guess I always just pick, you know, I don't know, unpopular shit. But, um, you know, I I rewatched the first, like, 10 minutes a couple times. I just happened to be cutting some of this episode for a clip, um, but I rewatched the first part and I like the main plot line with Johnny, but I got to tell you, like the, the E and Scott banter in this one, I thought was hilarious. It just, it, That's you know, it just felt like good writing. It felt like good shit talking uh, and felt like something that I've had, like similar to an exchange I've had recently. So I was like, Scotty can be unlikable, but I felt like this time he really, how uh, he really delivered with kind of punking around the office.
2: This podcast has unearthed Stottie Lavin. I never remembered him as being a great character, but in rewatching and talking to desks every week, we go, Stott Kahn's the best in this. He fits in immediately. He just, he's got that, like, I think Turtle says it, like Napoleonic complex energy. It's just him and E, butting heads, is such good television and so much fun. And then in a few episodes here, he's just one of the crew. He just, he just rolls with them through the end of the show. And yeah. He, as you know, like, End of season eight, he's just part of the crew and they're him and he are running shit. And it's, it's incredible. Uh, some of their back and forth, I don't want to step on, uh, bros being bros, but like just <laughs> Scotty, Jesus fucking Christ, Eric, don't be afraid to not. Okay. Sometimes I like to start my day off with a nice whack Eric <laughs> goes, a glass office. He's like, well, yeah, I mentally bought that out. It's just a den. He's perfect slick. Perfect writing. He's super, he's slick. <laughs> super slick and all
3: the delivery. Cause like even some of those lines are like, ah, like I guess it's it's kind of like wonky if you break it down and just look at it on paper, but the way he delivers it is just like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is like something he would say, for sure.
2: He, he's, he's not just my client. He's my best friend since I was five years old. Scott, oh, so you're worried I'm still yeah. your best friend? You can't compete with me, Eric. Yeah. I'm way more fun than you. I'm single. You're old. You're an almost married man, yet youth be served. He just <laughs> set him up, and Scotty just spiked his ass.
0: <laughs>
1: Yo, Scott, Jesus... Fucking Christ, Eric! Don't be afraid to knock. Okay? Sometimes I like to start my day off with a nice whack. You have a glass office. Yeah, I okay. mentally block that out. The script's good. Excuse me, it's good. Get the fuck out of here! It's great, and you know it. Come on! All right, the script's great. Good work, Scott. I'll set a meeting. I've already done that. Uh, it's for this Thursday. We're good. You already set a meeting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't read the script yet. Well, I knew you're gonna love it. It's all on the page, babe. You know Ari's got a way in too. You realize that, right? Okay. I already sent it to Ari, and he's burned a day by not responding. So why don't you let Ari conquer AT&T or whatever he's trying to do, and let's you and I run Vince? <laughs> We've been over this, Scott. You and I don't run Vince. I run Vince. You are unbelievable. Are you really worried that I'm gonna steal your client? He's not just my client, he's my best friend since I'm five years old. Oh, so you're worried I'm gonna steal your best friend? Yeah, I'm worried you're gonna steal my best friend. Well, you can't compete with me there, Eric. I'm way more fun than you are. I'm single. You are old and an almost married man. Let youth be served. Do you listen to yourself? You're you're such an idiot. I mean, I'm trying to be polite, Scott, but it's getting harder and harder. Stay out of my way. Or what? Or I'll knock your teeth down your throat. Come here. Come here, I'm going to bounce
3: you on my knee, babe. Come here! Every time he does that, he brings up, like, the... He's my best friend since I'm five years old or whatever. It's just, like... It's... I guess it's endearing, but it's also kind of like, all right, well, who's the audience? Because someone's about to arrest you for, like, being 40 years old and bringing that up.
2: Well, and Scotty, obviously, is like, I'm not trying to steal your best friend, dude. I'm just trying to hang out with this movie star who likes me better right now. Because it's true. You're getting married. You're kind of like... You're washed up a little bit in this in this situation.
3: Yeah. I think what makes it kind of okay and makes you like him more is he's kind of okay with being like the outcast and uh, yep. taking shit and can totally handle it, but then dishing it out. But uh, he just kind of accepts that he's like, you know, whatever you want to call it, but like the odd man out that still gets included. So
2: every time E goes low, he goes high. He doesn't try to like again. He doesn't try to like get in the mud with E. He's just like, no, I'm I'm hilarious. I'm Scotty. I'm going to take your boy skydive and fuck off. And it's like, (laughs) and it's, it's a really great dynamic. It's, it's lovely for lack of a better way to describe it. I, I I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. My favorite moment is the ping pong tournament between drama and Stamos. It is just so patently ridiculous. Anthony, the scene begins in the middle of the day where drama shows up and asks Stamos to read the script. I'm so sorry. Stamos challenges him to a duel or a, a match, over like i'll read the script or i'll be in your show and then the next scene we see it's the middle of the night yeah oh (laughs) yeah stamos and drama are in tracksuits and vince and the ping pong instructor and all the spectators are basically dressed like they're going out clubbing like it's like an event it's probably stepping on like most entourage moment but it is just so entourage in the fact that it would never exist anywhere outside of the show it is so fucking funny
3: yeah, I, uh, I was, I was actually, spoiler alert, I was, I'm cutting together clips for the, the, the Stamos and, and Johnny thing, and, I, and I literally- Add
2: entourage quotes on Instagram. <laughs> yeah,
3: and I, uh, I, I saw that, and I was like, it made me have to like go back and freaking, like, I must have missed something, cause it was fucking, it was like breakfast time, and they were playing like a quick <laughs> game off the cuff, and now it's, it's like nighttime and they're about to catch an evening flight to Vegas, there's gotta be something <laughs> I missed in there somewhere.
2: There, yeah there had to have been a dinner or like some sort of like did <laughs> drama have to drive home and did his outfit before you know like yeah, what, also uh, feels it like they're in a things. skyscraper or something have you been to one of those spin oh that's what it was spin. I,
3: yeah. yeah no i actually haven't but it's it, i mean it looks sweet
2: apparently they have dc new york san francisco like I, apparently there was one near my apartment in san francisco my wife told me i never even knew it's just
3: some giant skyloft type yeah wow well, yeah mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Is he this good this morning? He just has been working with his
1: trainer. Hey, John. The, uh, stroke's looking better. What the fuck are you doing here? Your agent told me where I could find you. Good to see you again, Vince. You too. Impressive stuff. Yeah, thanks. Suyen is the best. And this is Ellie.
3: Anytime you want a lesson, let me know.
1: Will do. John, I-, I came to resolve our little conflict. Conflict? What about the show? We have no conflict. We just have. Chemistry? Come on, John. We didn't even get to know each other's chemistry because you got mad that I beat you.
0: (laughs) He beat you?
1: Yeah. Can you believe it? No. (sighs) Mm. I didn't have my paddle. If we played here and you had your paddle, I'm 100% sure you would have kicked my ass. Are you patronizing me here? Well, no, no. Well, then play me right now and I will kick your ass. A little worn out from earlier. <laughs> Johnny, you're a bitch, you know that real pussy? You're all calm, cool, collected on your home court with your, your shitty ass table in the grass and your fucked up paddles and cum stains all over your table. Sorry, Vince. Uh. But here, you don't give a man a chance at payback? We have cum stains on your table? That's gross. Look, John, you got your train here and all. But I've been playing this game since I was a little kid, so you shouldn't feel bad that I beat you. You beat me right now and I'll do your TV show. Really? Yeah. Okay.
2: But I'm going to need to change my clothes. I'll be right back. Work my backhand, Sue.
1: He really beat you?
2: Anthony, what's your game? Like, what is your bar game?
3: Is um, it darts? Is it pool? Is it do I have shuffleboard? To, do I have to be good at it, or can I just enjoy no, it? No,
2: just but what, what's the like, thing? What, <laughs> if, if you had to, if you had to play, um,
3: I would probably say foosball or or pool. Nice, yeah, or okay. just spend a shit ton of money on the jukebox,
2: yeah, and just hang good. out there that's and good. hoard it. That's the good guy to be. That's the good bro to be in the squad. Speaking of bros, what was your favorite bros being bros moment in this week's episode?
3: Yeah, so I actually probably screwed that up. um after thinking about it, I think the bros being bros definitely goes to Scotty and E um, yep. for their banter. Um, but for sake of not being redundant and do, I think the second, the second runner up for me on this one was just like a- Adrian, just trying to tee up Johnny with like, you know, making sure he could like potentially get Stamos to do the show. Yeah. Like just being a yeah. big bro. You know, I think that yeah, was, that was absolutely. pretty
2: cool. No, you should, you're better matched. You're better matched. Play Johnny. He's good. Mm-hmm. Stamos is like, come on. Drama's like, what? He's like, you don't have the build.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Classic, <laughs> classic Johnny. Or that was the Stamos line. Yeah. That's a, that's a, yeah. a Stamos ripped off Johnny line right there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was, I mean, that's, I think that's about as classic as it gets. Always looking out for, always looking out for Johnny. So
2: yeah, 1000%. And then uh, in, in a way, like also drama immediately getting way super competitive, like taking off his shirts you know he's in the tank top and he he's, he immediately wins the match point or the you know whatever the rally points and he's like it's gonna be a long day for Uncle Jesse just, in, in a ridiculous and
3: another ridiculous Johnny drama tank top, <laughs> just ridiculous.
2: A black tank top underneath <laughs> <Like> a... <laughs> his bowling shirt. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, you
4: have
1: a ping pong table? You play? Uh, a little. You? <laughs> I love ping pong, man. It's my new obsession. I bet you get a lot of chicks playing ping pong. Huh? Ping-pong is the new billiards, Vince. The sport's blowing up. Come on, let's play. Hey, I'll go easy on you. <clears throat> you know what? Why don't you play with Johnny? You're really better matched. He's really good. Oh, come on. What? Well, you don't have the build. Maybe he'll surprise you. All right, big shot. Let's rally for serve. Ping-pong rallies. on. Oh! Oh, it's going to be a long day for Uncle Jesse. Let's go.
0: Come
2: on. My bros being bros, though, is is after that scene when Drama's on the phone with Phil Udota and, you know, Phil Udota's telling him, we can't believe you beat him. Like, He's a super competitive guy. Vince is just sitting there while Drama's on the phone and Vince is smoking a joint and driving a remote-controlled speedboat in their pool, which to me is just like, at any age, oh, yeah. I would love to just sit outside smoke a joint and play with the remote controlled car boat helicopter it doesn't matter how old you are that's just just like a dude being a dude like it just it's so funny like he's on easy street so hard up until this the point. carefreeness is sweet spoiler alert next episode next episode he meets a porn star and things go way downhill yeah. for Vince, but like we're seeing we're seeing the apex of him chilling and then we
3: This is what, I mean, this is what happens when you're bored and you're just sitting around the house like watching your brother play (laughs) ping-pong.
4: He needs a little excitement in his life
2: and boy does he get it. Yeah. Why would you embarrass a
4: guy who you want something from?
1: I didn't mean to embarrass him.
4: He's got a Korean girl that trains him three times a week.
1: He's got a ping-pong trainer? Yes, John, and you beat him. When I play, I play to win. John's a
4: notoriously bad loser to start with. Well, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I beat him at golf once, he didn't talk to me for two years.
3: You know, maybe this is something you could have told me before the meeting, Phil.
4: Well, I didn't know you were going to embarrass him, John. Maybe there's someone else we can get.
1: No, John, there's not.
4: You know why? Because there's nobody better looking than you in this town. Rob Lowe, maybe. The network is into this guy. They like Stamos. No, they love Stamos. He was excited. So call his agent, call his house, call whoever you need to, and figure out a way
2: to smooth this out. Or don't. Anthony, what was your least favorite moment of this week's episode?
3: I, honestly, just John Stamos being a dickhead to Johnny. I mean, everything else really? everything else seemed kind of good. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, not that I hate him for it, but I just feel like, yeah, I mean, it's like, what is it when what, what is it when you're like uh, hitting down on people? Like, yeah. you're like a power, powerful down. movie, yeah, punching yeah. down. Like, you're like a powerful, you know, movie star, you, you know, you look great, whatever. And then you're like talking shit. i like, you know what I mean? It just seems a little like, eh, kind of like with the Seth Green thing. You're like, oh, yeah, I see what yeah. they're doing here.
2: Seth Green was way more of an antagonist. I mm-hmm. liked how Stamos, like, got his name wrong, called him Jimmy. There's literally a little moment where <laughs> Vince, grabs, yeah. Vince grabs some Bud Heavies logos facing towards the camera and hands one to Drama and Stamos just grabs it out of Drama's hands. It's perfect. It's, like, just that subtle intimidation tactic that, like, kind of guys dude. Because guys don't really bully each other, like, yeah. outright. But they, but they do these little alpha things and that's exactly what he does. You know, Stamos is so comfortable, he sits up on Vince's counter, tells a story about his cousin. That's, that's, I'm going to save that for quotes, but like, it's, it's so fucking good. Uh, Yeah. I liked it though. I liked it. I didn't dislike it. I liked it because like, it's, it's so short. It's just for the beginning of this episode. Towards the end of it, you know, drama wins him over. Yeah. Yeah. So I might disagree with you on that one. Fair enough. Whatever. Enough. We're we're having fun, man. Yeah, they uh, it's, it's they, the the, the,
3: the yeah, absolutely the um the the subtle. I, there was a few times where I think he just like Johnny tried to weigh in on something, and they just he just looks at him and just fucking turns away, and you're like, ouch, <laughs> ouch, Incredible.
2: been there before. What, Fuck. What, yeah, watching drama get like iced or like you know basically the silent treatment. It's it's a tough, but like Kevin Dillon just does it perfectly. That blank, like panicked look on his face. Yeah. You know, it's such good acting. Vince! 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 He's here! He's... Johnny, I'm here. Relax, I'm coming. Hey, John, how are you? Good.
1: Yeah. Vince! <laughs> oh, hi, hey, how are you, man? Hey, you doing? Vince. Nice to see you. Hey, this is Squanto. Welcome.
0: get Place. you a drink?
1: Beautiful, Vince. Beautiful. You live here too, Jimmy? Uh, no, Vince just really enjoys my company, so I come over here pretty often. Because uh-huh. Vince gets really sad and lonely when I'm not around. Right, bro? Yeah, Johnny's really great to have around. Oh, that's cool. I hate my brother. Uh, how was Broadway? Oh, it was good. Excellent experience. Fourth Broadway show. You know, I understudied for Chino on West Side Story when I was 14. Really? Yeah, I had my first sexual experience with the chick playing Anita. Great tits, big, giant nipples. What year was that? My favorite cousin Angela played that role. It was off, off-Broadway, Newark. I'm just busting your <coughs> balls. <laughs> <laughs> no way Angela would have fucked you. You, she'd fuck. You single? Uh, currently. Oh, maybe I'll fix you up with her. This chick is so
2: hot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. People say we look like identical twins.
1: <laughs> Let's go outside.
2: Yeah. My least favorite moment is Ari and Lizzie's exchange as she's walking out. Yeah, okay. Basically, Ari's trying to make good. He like leaves his assistant, Jake, and he's like, Lizzie, I'm preparing a nice severance package for you. You don't want me angry when I'm writing you a check, do you? And she's like, no, I don't. What I want you to do is shove that severance package up your fucking ass. And he's like... You know if you are my daughter She said if I was your daughter I'd blow my fucking brains out Two things about this Lizzie quit the last episode So why is she being such a bitch She wasn't fired She quit Because she didn't get an internal promotion Why is she being such an outward bitch to everyone Why is she burning every bridge As she walks out the door And why is she getting the severance package That's not how severance packages <laughs> work If someone quits They don't get a bad full of money As they walk out the door They quit They're done so that to me was a little weird and I just didn't love her being so antagonistic to Araad. Granted, like we know who she teams up with. We know that it eventually becomes like this whole cancel culture thing like we know that there's a purpose for this scene, but it's so out of character and it's also like I don't want to I don't want to deal with this on top of me having to deal with Turtle and Alex in Mexico in this episode, you know what I mean? Like
3: Yeah, it's a good take. I mean, to be honest, it's it's yeah, I think it was less I think yours is like definitely um Just a kind of writing hiccup. Like, what? Like, why are we so aggressive here? Uh, Kind of reminds me of when Alan was so fucking pissed about the Aquaman 2 and he's just screaming at him on the golf course. I remember watching that going like, who the fuck wrote that? And like, what the hell were they thinking? It had to have been that they just needed to kill this fucking guy off. And it was like, what do we do?
2: Let's get Phil Middelson and Bob Ryan and out on the Pacific Palisades <laughs> and uh, just kill this guy. <laughs> exactly. He said, I'm sorry, Ari. I'm sorry you're such a gutless mother. And you're just like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> yeah, so I, think
3: he's, I think he's going to die. Yeah. Oh, he's dying. <laughs> he's dying for sure. <laughs> yeah, similar Similar shit there with the like, kind of like overreaction.
4: What is she still doing here? Does she unquit? I believe she's just packing up. Should I call security? No, no, I'll speak to her. Is that wise? Send him off with sweetness, Jake. Hopefully you won't have to taste my sugar anytime soon. Yeah, let's hope. Lizzie, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, About what, Ari? Well, I was hoping that we could part on good terms.
0: (laughs) You can go fuck yourself, Ari.
4: Now, is that nice? I'm preparing a nice severance package for you. You don't want me angry when I'm writing you a check, do you? No, I don't. What I want you to do is shove that severance package up your fucking ass. If you were my daughter. If I was your daughter, I would blow my fucking brains out. Look, Ari, you might think I'm some sort of cute little pushover, but you screwed me, and I'm going to do everything I can to pay you back. Is it that time of the month for you, Lizzie? Because I think that your hormones are making your brain forget who you are threatening. You don't scare me, Ari.
0: Not even a little bit. Did you hear that? I heard the polite version this morning.
2: I hope you said what I said.
0: I said it polite.
2: Anthony, every week we talk about our most entourage moment of the episode, and that can mean whatever you think entourage means. I think you're pretty much an expert on entourage. You have one of the biggest entourage fan accounts. you cut tucked it out of these great clips. You have merch for sale. What was your most favorite entourage moment from this week's episode?
3: I think for me it is like anytime Johnny has like a um, – just comes out on top you know because he's he's uh in it and it doesn't you know it it doesn't go without him just eating shit for probably most of the episode but i think i think the entourage thing is like johnny doing the thing at the end where he's like i fucking threw the game bro like <laughs> i i fucking threw that shit like that that to me is like so like entourage and then also like fuck yeah part of entourage you know like yeah. johnny's sticking it to someone so that's 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 my take on that one.
2: Um Come on, he's an actor, bro. We're all sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you love that's to good. see it, that's man. Good. My my entourage moment is just that the continuation of that scene. Johnny, that's great news. We're all going to Vegas. I got a plane. Can I invite Stamos? <laughs> he's like
3: Vince, Vince, st- he's here. He's here. <laughs> he's here. And then and then he's at the end of the episode this. like can I bring him to Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
2: It just But in terms of entourage, like it ending on them being like, we suddenly have a private plane to Las Vegas. Who's in? We're all in. Stamos, Scotty. He's like, I can't say no to Vegas. It's just everyone is super flexible with their schedules. They're down to dough except for E. The poor bastard just has to marry the hottest girl in the show. (laughs) Has to have a meeting. Also,
3: who doesn't love it when they talk about heading out to Vegas? Like especially (laughs) on a like a private plane, just their homies. Like. It's uh, it's definitely like the ultimate feel good shit, right there for sure.
2: You know, you're Southern California born and raised. I'm assuming you've had a weekend where someone's gone, we're going to Vegas, and it's been kind of a last minute thing. The anticipation of like, what are we gonna do this weekend in Vegas, never ever matches the the expectation. I'm sorry, never it matches like the reality. But like just that moment on Friday, my wife's from you know Orange County, LA, and she tells me all the time like we would decide to go to Vegas at like lunchtime on a Friday and we'd get in to the strip at like ten, eleven o'clock at night and then it would just be a nonstop blast for like two days. I don't know, man. I never got that in the Midwest. I never, my weekends consisted of like, well, maybe we'll go up to the Dells or something.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I think I might've done it once or twice for sure. The only thing that was missing was the private jet.
2: Gotta do it once. You gotta
3: do it once for sure. I, I think I did it with a buddy of mine and we ended up like uh, almost taking jobs selling timeshares at the Wyndham. <laughs> what a nightmare yeah we woke up that we woke up on one of those mornings going like oh this is like such a bad idea we shouldn't work here (laughs) like when you walk around vegas at like six in the morning because that's like when we had our interviews and shit like that's how far i went was like oh dude i don't want to be in vegas like it's different it's different at six in the morning when you're not like just hung over in your hotel room but you're actually walking around dress nice like oh shit like nope can't do this sorry
2: I just got back. I was there for March Madness like three weeks ago, and I just started drinking again like this week because it was just – I can't hang anymore. I'm 35. It's not what it used to be. Did you take a break? Took, a, took like a two, three-week break from drinking, yeah. And now I, I got the crew coming out for Coachella, and uh, it's, it's back on. I thought you were going to say <laughs> like <laughs> two,
3: two or three months but no, hey. no, no
2: <laughs>
3: still respectable. Yeah, two, three weeks, man. It's nice. It's a nice little reset yeah, for sure.
2: Dry, dry out a Be- bit.
3: before you just absolutely nuke your liver and Coachella for yep. sure.
2: Maybe fry my brain a little bit too. He might
1: do the show. All right, hey, that's fantastic. <laughs> right. You see, Johnny, even though you lost, he liked you for you. Please, bro, I threw that game. He's just like me. You stroke the ego, you get what you want. <laughs> well played. thanks, man. Well, we're all going to Vegas for the night. I got a plane. Can I invite Stamos? Of course, Sue's coming. Hey, John, you want to go to Vegas? Baby bro got a plane. Yeah, I'd love to. Nice. Scotty, you in? I'd never say no to a plane or Vegas. Nice. Eat? Uh, no, I can't. I oh, can't. come on, I'm not going to bite. we got to take our newfound friendship to the next level. Yeah, I want to hang out with both my boys. Well, I appreciate it, but i got to go see the wedding
0: planner tomorrow. Oh,
1: God. getting married? Yeah, in October. You poor bastard. Ah. <laughs> well, let's go.
2: I'll get blowed for you one time, all right? We probably won't have any fun. What was your favorite line or quote from this week's episode of Entourage?
3: Gosh, I you know I, we talked about the, the the Scott thing. I'll leave that one alone. But I I I think that just the Johnny line when he talks about. Um, I'm going to bunch of the line going to be I think he said something like Ooh, like he, that's when he takes off his shirt and, and he's like oh it's going to be a long oh, day for Uncle Ronald Jesse. Jesse.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good.
3: Cuz you cuz the whole time he's getting beat down and then you know all of a sudden he's like oh like this is his fucking stomping ground right here uh and he like I think he what beats him in like one or two rallies or something yeah. and
2: then It's yeah, pretty clear too that like Dylan can play pain pond. I don't know if John Stamos is like a, you know, a seasoned paintball player but like jerry frar when he was on the pod twice told me like kevin dillon's like just a natural athlete and can do pretty much anything you see that he like hits shots on the best in their basketball court he like obviously on the golf course like you you can just tell he's and he's completely cornhole guy yeah (laughs) hell yeah um yeah i have the one scene where ian Scott are trying to make up And like He's like You know what Scott I've tried to be polite But you're starting to get on my nerves Stay out of my way And Scott goes For oh, what <laughs> And he goes Or I'll knock your teeth Down your throat And Scott goes Oh come here Come here And he starts like Bouncing his like Hand yeah. on his lap And he's like Come here I want to bounce On my knee You baby It's so good these two guys, so no disrespect, these two guys are both, like, five feet tall. So just them, like, yelling <laughs> at each other in this office and, like, saying that I'll bounce you on your knee. It's like, you know, Vince could walk in and be I'll bounce you on both my knees. Like, it's just yeah. so fucking funny to me. It's
3: it's also, um, I think I heard they had, like, a run-in. I want to say it was, like, way back in the day. I could be wrong. But it was, like, it was talked about on one of their podcasts I think they played a clip of it too, or something. But it was like, I don't know if they were playing uh, not rugby, flag football, or a pickup game of basketball, or whatever they were playing. But um, there ended up being some sort of fight or something, and Scott did like a, a jujitsu move on 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 Kevin Connolly
2: in, bas- in a basketball game.
3: Yeah, <laughs> something like that. And they and they didn't want to talk about it. And they're like, yeah. So. Um, but I guess, yeah, Scott, Scott can is like a purple or black belt or something. Black belt probably. By the way, that's like the
2: most Hollywood story ever that there was like two guys, tiny guys playing basketball and one of them pulled out some jujitsu moves. on don't like, <laughs> There wasn't an actual fight that happened. I'm sure nobody wanted to bust up their pretty faces.
3: No, nobody under six feet should be like arguing about jack shit on a basketball <laughs> exactly. court.
2: Just pass the ball to the tall people. <laughs>
3: just keep to, just pass the ball and keep moving. Yeah,
2: Exactly. So we have a playlist. It's all oh yeah, oh yeah, music. It's all of our favorite songs from all the episodes of Entourage. The link to access that playlist on Spotify is in the show notes of today's episode. Anthony, any songs jump out at you from this week's episode?
3: Yeah, I hate to be super cliche, but um man the pumped up kicks came yeah. on and I was like, Oh, okay. This reminds me of like every time I walked into like a active for those who know southern california skate shops or like <laughs> any any like active wear type yep, place yep. it's just like that Advanced. was playing yeah, yeah yeah and then the some of the later albums from from mgmt came out that i really liked so it was like oh cool man well pumped up kids shit. is
2: foster the people actually more oh of what, more of we're gonna, gonna have to cut that for sure yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's so similar though
2: it's also probably the first time anyone heard it because that song came out in early 2010 and that's what Scott Fender would do was he'd kind of like be on the forefront of the wave because that song was huge but I don't remember hearing it probably until I saw this episode of Entourage it's when drama is walking into the the spin ping pong club with a to meet up with stamos is when you hear pumped up kicks
3: yeah um now i feel like shit uh, <laughs> but foster the people foster the people actually probably listened to more because that entire album i wish i could just really crush the comeback here and, and backpedal my way out of it but that entire album that the pumped up kicks was on was pretty damn good through and through i don't know if i could say the same for the mgmt album with like kids and and like electric feel I think there was there like I think MGMT and more in general is a little more hit and miss but that, that I feel like that entire Foster the People album was super good but also are they even still making music?
2: The album is called Torches. That album Torches, didn't yeah. drop until May of 2011, so Pumped Up Kicks had not been heard by anybody. This was July of 2010. So like this is the oh, first time we'd probably heard of uh Foster the People. It's 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 pretty incredible to be honest with you. Scott Venner, man,
3: that's uh, guys all time.
2: That's that's why we love them. They're active still. They start. They were formed in 2009. They are no. They are. They are still touring. They are still performing together. Mark Foster, Jada Fain, and Mark Pontius. Uh, also, quick shout out. Uh, this is probably more for you and I when we were like uh, in middle school. But "Hey Ma" by Cameron is playing in the background while they're standing at the bar and decide to go to Vegas, which is like the perfect like. Let's go to Veda song is a uh, Hey Ma. That song.
3: Wait, the, which one? Uh, where was that playing? Oh, the end of the episode when it fly. Yeah, yeah.
2: When they're about to fly to Veda. It's not the end credits song. It's just playing yeah. in the background. Uh, gotcha. The end, the end credit song is a song called Funnel of Love by Wanda Jackson. I wouldn't say as good as Hey Ma or Pumped Up Kicks, but uh, I'll add all three to the playlist just to, uh, if anyone wants to check them out. Heck
3: yeah. All
2: right. We got a couple celebrity cameos in this episode. So you didn't, did you not enjoy the Stamos cameo at all? Or what were your thoughts on it?
3: No, I thought it was I thought like I thought like um obviously there's moments where you're like, ah fuck this guy. Uh but but I think through and through it was like once you see the whole like storyline unfold, it's like, okay, that was that was pretty funny. And There was that redeeming quality at the end with drama, throwing the game. So, And then also at the end, you know, he just stopped being kind of cunty to him and and was like, yeah, I'll do the show. And like, let's fucking go to Vegas, dude. And
2: then you're like, hell yes. Let's go. Why isn't the next episode them in Vegas with Stamos and Stati? That would have been the best.
3: Fucking should be. There should be one more Vegas episode. There should have been one more Vegas episode for sure.
2: John Philip Stamos, first day in recognition for his contract role as Blackie Parrish on the ABC television soap opera General Hospital. He was nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award. But he's best known for his television work, especially as his starring role as Uncle Jesse on the ABC sitcom Full House. Since the show's finale in 1995, Stamos has appeared in numerous TV, films, and series. Have you heard though that he's like a prolific musician and performs with the beach boys pretty often
3: um yeah i think i started following him like er, earlier on because obviously i wanted to like tag him in a a clip or something and then um yeah i just uh i reminded myself because i had to tag him and i don't know it's like people fall out of your feet or whatever but um yeah, I mean, I just I just read the whole book about the Beach Boys and Charles Manson. I was like, oh, okay, this guy's not playing interesting. So, like, putting it all together, I'm like, oh, okay, sweet, yeah. And he plays what, like, drums, the guitar That's or drums, yeah. drums. So he, he's, yeah, he's
2: a guitarist, but he plays drums for the Beach Boys. He's been doing it since 1985. 1988, he appeared in their video for Kokomo, a very popular song. He was playing both the combo yeah. drums and the steel drums. And in 1990, he played drums for them on the title track of the album problem child oh no the title track for the comedy problem child and he also appeared in the music video he's performed live with them like over a dozen times they have all of his like concert appearances on his wikipedia page fucking crazy had no idea that that dude not only is he handsome not only is he a great actor he's an incredible musician as well playing with one of the greatest rock bands of all time rock bands i don't know if you, the beach boys rock bands
3: you know i always thought of the beach boys as like a um very much like a choir boys type band <laughs> But they were actually pretty badass. they were, I mean, when I say badass, I mean like drugs, freaking, yeah. Um, you know, sex, sex, drugs, and rock and roll was like definitely like uh, like they were just a little bit more edgier and whatever. Like I don't know whatever you want to call it, hardcore than yeah. than like I had ever thought. I thought they were just a bunch of you know fucking choir boy like guys who made like cheesy music kind of thinking like "Ah, i'm maybe i'm way off but yeah then i like read all this stuff and i think there was a documentary about like brian wilson you're like oh shit like these guys were the real deal but uh good for good for john stamos i'm sure that's it makes it even you know tougher for the women to to stay away (laughs) from him
2: (laughs) uh there are two more celebrity cameos in this episode I want to give a quick shout out to Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore is shown in the phone call from Andrew Klein, telling Andrew Klein to get off the phone while Klein's in rehab. It's a great self-aware moment from Sizemore, who's battled drug abuse and addiction issues his whole life, to be in the Hollywood, whatever, rehab place that he's in. He was born in Detroit, Michigan, He starred in Born on the Fourth of July, True Romance, Striking Distance, Natural Born Killers, Heat, The Relic, Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor. He received a Golden Globe nomination for his lead role in the television film Witness Protection. And just this past March, after a long history of drug abuse and addiction, he died of a brain aneurysm. Super sad, he was only 61, but... Just like at the in the time at the moment, I remember being like, "Oh, that's Tom Sizemore." I've I've heard that he's got some problems, and there he is, right alongside Andrew Klein, who apparently has a drug problem, according to Ari. I didn't know that.
3: Dude, I totally missed that. And when I was look, I was like, just like checking the IMDb thing because I saw the cameo. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." Uh, I remember a few, and then I saw Tom Sizemore, and I was like, "Where the fuck was Tom Sizemore (laughs) in this thing?" And then, sure enough, you're like, "Oh, dude," was just like there yep. on his own accord probably or something. I mean, shit, he was, like you said, he's been in and out of rehab and, and uh, I don't know if he obviously ever got clean. I don't know his story towards the end of his life, but man's been in a fuck ton of good movies. Um, Heat is probably one of, one of my top five movies of all time. I mean, and then you throw in saving private Ryan, black Hawk down. And what, there was one other one in there that Isn't was he really the good. elf oh, true me. romance.
2: Yeah, dude. All time. Murder is All row. In Heat, isn't he the one who utters the line, for me, the action is the juice, which is like the famous line from that fucking movie?
3: Dude, I don't know, but I'm like <laughs> a huge fan of the movie. It's like the only DVD I still have. Heat um, 2.
2: They're casting Heat 2 right now. Anna DeArmas and Adam Driver. I don't know how that's going to be, if I'm being honest with you.
3: <laughs> someone made a comment on that post that I saw, and they were like, well, who the fuck is coming back as Michael, like Al yeah. Pacino's character. Yeah. And I was thinking... I'm always hesitant with sequels or whatever, but, like, man, if they could make it sweet, yeah. you know, and it's the right people, I guess. I don't know. But that movie, I don't, I don't think we'd ever touch that, that caliber of a movie ever again, for
2: Completely sure. Completely agree. And I think it's a prequel, if we're being honest. It's not a sequel, technically.
3: I guess that softens the blow if, it's, yeah, if it sucks. <laughs> totally, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, this all happened before the, the events of the actual movie.
4: Andrew Klein. Jesus, stay for this. This is the guy who missed the boat. Learn how not to andrew what a tragic time for you to be calling i just landed an nfl team in los angeles and if you didn't blow your entire career up your nose you'd be banging cheerleaders up in a luxury
0: box with us i appreciate your support in my recovery ari but i don't live with regrets i've been taught to be at peace with the choices i've made
4: so you're on the making amends step yeah i'm gonna have to make amends for this
0: i bribed an orderly for his cell phone
4: why what's up hey god damn it
0: right Lizzie's making moves. She's after our client. Well, your client's.
4: Come on, what does she have to offer?
0: Well, she's got someone big behind her. I don't know, CAA maybe, but she's making promises.
4: How do you even know? Half the town is in here with me, and they got phone privileges.
3: Andrew Klein, you need oh, to get your ass off that telephone.
1: <sighs> Klein,
4: get off the phone, OK? All right, give Follow me a the second. rules.
3: Hang it up.
2: All right, bye hey, for now, Larry. Right. Hey, Klein, you know why I fired you as an agent? Because your punk ass never listened. So, if we wanted to give what, someone the worst celebrity cameo, I'm giving it to Sean Merriman. Did you uh did you enjoy this uh, cameo from the NFL uh, tackle?
3: <laughs> I yeah no. I mean, I think uh, it's funny because at the same time, I think it was cool to see Ari just like stuff the pitch yeah. of the whole thing, and then he gets in there and he like you're like oh, bad acting in the middle of this shit. Like, all right get this thing back on the off the ground so yeah it was kind of like a a wonky
2: cameo yep why is he there like what can he provide (laughs) he's a player who's like a free agent when he's going to become an owner of a team while also trying to play in the nfl like don't get me wrong like you know rookie of the year honors like 40 sacks in a season he didn't have like a crazy like hall of fame career at the time he was a big deal for the san diego chargers but he was waived in 2010 by the Chargers, and he retired at the end of 2012. So this is like towards the end of his career. Just mm. and it's this is the beginning now, Anthony, of like all the athlete cameos. We did so many athletes now that Avion is uh, in the picture, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Like it becomes like fucking yeah. obnoxious, and I'm not looking forward to this category towards the end of the season where I have to talk about five or six different basketball and football players' careers, just because at that time, <laughs> like it was. Everyone's goal to be an entourage. So, uh, yeah, not not for me, <laughs> to be honest. With you.
4: <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you? How are you? <laughs> John. How was lobster salad? Nice touch, Ari. Though I'm partial to Sable's crab salad. I'll kill my assistant. He said he talked to your wife. Well, she probably said that. She barely knows me. Instead of your assistant, kill her. Bill Parman's <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Love to hear it, Mike. How are you, Matthew? To see you. Nice to see you, Mr. Wasserman. Sean Merriman, a surprise. Good to see you, sir. Hey, I'm a free agent this year. I thought I said that. Listen, the more the Merryman, <laughs> Rimshot rim shot. Listen, Katzenberg, where is he? I am holding a large plastic dragon. This will represent Mr. Katzenberg. How about that? He will sit right here. Down to business. I want, and everyone in this town wants an NFL team playing in a brand new state-of-the-art facility within five years, all right? I think with the power and the money at this table, we can get it done in three. Now is the time for L.A. to have an NFL team, and I am the right guy to lead the charge to make this happen.
0: What do you know about football, Ari? Don't tell me you played
4: in high school. I did play a little in high school. I was pretty good for a Jew. What,
2: were you a field goal kicker?
4: <laughs> I was an offensive lineman, and I illegally tripped Mr. Sean Merriman one time. All right, <laughs> you couldn't trip me up with a shotgun. But still, how are you gonna run a team? We put up the money, and you're in charge? Like I do here at the world's largest talent agency, I bring in the best. I attract the best. I've always done that. Bill Belichick is a friend. When his contract is up in New England, Who knows? I mean, hell, everyone wants to live here. It's paradise. The only thing this town doesn't have, gentlemen, is an NFL team. All I need is the money, and I can make that happen. Barbara Miller has committed $10 million and agreed to work for free as the mascot. (laughs) How about that? The LA Cougars. (laughs) Everybody
0: wins.
4: (laughs) Gentlemen, look at the packets right in front of you. There's a great deal of information. Signed checks,
2: big ones, and if not, Regret not being a part of this for the rest of your lives. This is a new category. We haven't had this uh, since you've been on. Best perk, and this doesn't have to be like a physical thing, but like just in terms of like the fame side of it. Like, what's the best perk that these guys received this this episode? You
3: know, I think uh, the ability to just dip out and do the Vegas thing is <laughs> yep. great. Yep. But I also think the ability to fire up a tequila business and go down <laughs> to Mexico and be treated like a fucking king with probably a cartel or something is a pretty cool perk as well that might end up with you dead in a documentary but pretty sick in the moment
2: i i think that's better than what i had i didn't even think about that the fact that like because he's associated with vince he's just kind of bypassing all of the normal and i couldn't go down and hang out at a tequila cartel (laughs) thing like but turtle (laughs) can because he's grew up across the street from vince or whatever ari says that's that's a great point i I love it i want to Just put a pin in the Tatila conversation for the next Tataroid. I have a lot of information I want to share about everyone. My perk is just the fact that like Stamos belongs to a ping pong club and apparently has a personal trainer for three times a week. That is such like Hollywood, like A-list bullshit, like just fuck you money. Like I like ping pong. I want to become good at it. I'll hire a trainer. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I I, so yeah, that would just be really tough for me to tell my friends. There'd be a lot of shit get thrown. A lot of shit getting thrown at me.
2: But if you're John Stamos, your friends won't give you any shit because they want stuff. They probably won't even be your friend. I mean, unless they're they're truly your 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 ride or dies, like your boys. Who are you're like, just not oh, gonna you tell know. them. Yeah, you're just not gonna. Man, you got really good at ping pong. Oh yeah, it's for a movie. <laughs> just say that.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay, not for me, but for sure.
2: Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about how this episode will be different today, plot wise. Like, if this was in 2023, I was thinking about this a little bit, and I want you to chime in. Like, obviously, like. It, Turtle wouldn't have a Tatila company or wouldn't be trying to do a Tatila company. Does that now everybody has a spirit? You know, there's gin, Tatila, mezcal. A year ago, it probably would have been like a crypto. You know, company like every celebrity jumped on the crypto bandwagon. What would it be today, Anthony? Like, would it would be like I don't know some sort of AI-based thing, chat software, bot thing, like in terms of music or art or something like that. I really don't have a good like idea, but it definitely wouldn't be. T'ila.
3: gosh i feel like it's it's uh now everything's going in like supplements mm. and like yeah. staying young yeah. and like nootropics oh, and that. like fucking ice baths and
2: <laughs> ice an ice bath company <laughs> fish
3: yeah like so uh yeah i don't i think it would just everything everything is like health and wellness and all this stuff so i feel like it would just be something like yeah like starting like a hyperbaric chamber company or something with like fucking ice bath saunas you know um
2: that sounds like a johnny drama bat venture right like he just has to stay exactly so he's like ice bath bro (laughs) ice (laughs) bath hi i'm johnny drama you might remember me from five towns Hey, who's
3: the guy who does that, by the way? Troy McClure? Is that what that was? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That guy had a pretty sad death, I think. Yep. I think you might have talked about that, right? Troy McClure? He's white. The guy who played him. Because Troy McClure was a character in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, The guy who played him. What was his name? I think we talked about it. I could be wrong.
2: Oh, oh, uh, Hartman? Phil Hartman? Phil Hartman. Yeah, he got stabbed by his wife in the <laughs> yeah, middle of yeah. when he was in like, the, Dude, it's horrible. Yeah, it's like one of the most, He's uh, one, of the, one of the biggest tragedies in comedy. He's like a, a, a an icon. Yeah, super sad.
3: Super sad. <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, um, yeah, for sure the Troy McClure thing. I, I feel like that was a nice pull. So thank you for that.
2: Yeah. So I did some I did some research on Avion. I wanted to understand this. I wanted to understand why, how, and when this all happened. Because I remember it in real time. And I remember thinking something, which I'm going to explain in a second here. And I wanted to know if, he, if you thought the same thing when you viewed this episode in 2010. So Ken Austin, the CEO of Tatila Evion, he thought that landing this like branding opportunity, putting Tatila Evion as part of the storyline and entourage, would instantly like grow the business, accelerate their sales. But it was a little more complicated than that. So how it started, first off, he's friends with Doug Allen. And they were sitting around in the hot tub one day. This is a legit story. He's told this on, like, a Business Insider article or something. And Alan was actually talking about the Turtle character and how he did not like the arc of Turtle being, like, the limo driver guy. And he wanted Turtle to make it big this year. He wanted this season to be Turtle's coming into his fuck you money. He wanted Turtle to buy his mom a house at the end of this episode. But he didn't know what that would be. And his friend, Tan Austin, the CEO of Tatila Avion, was like, why don't we just have him, like, feature my Tatila? And Dodd Allen had literally never tried the Tatila before, which seems very strange if you're friends with the guy. But here's what happened. The episode airs, and then it becomes this plot line, and they're looking at their sales and nothing's happening, and then they start reading the online discourse, and they realize that everybody thought that the Avion brand was fake. That it was a made-for-TV brand of tequila. And I'll be honest with you, Anthony, I remember thinking the exact same thing. Do you remember thinking that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was never Until like, oh, bottle. i got to <laughs> go out and buy this. I just was like, what the fuck is Avion? That sounds like a made-up bullshit TV thing. I don't care. And that's what happened.
3: I definitely thought it was
2: fake. And then I saw it and was like, oh, did someone fire up a tequila company and just totally <laughs> take that name? So here's what they did. This is where, like, my career comes into it. They, they rebranded. They basically worked on a new brand slogan. This is, like, part of my job. I, re- I, I think up new brand slogans for brands all the time. So their old brand slogan was taste elevated. And so after Entourage aired in July of 2010 through probably end of August, they changed their brand slogan to yes, comma, it's real. And that campaign launched in December of 2010, a few months later, in major markets, L.A., New York. And then this led to an email discussion between 10 Austin and the CEO of Pernod Ricard, who then bought a majority stake in Avion Totila for $100 million. So it 100% worked. It just took a little bit of time and a little bit of rebranding on their part. I had no idea about any of this, and I found this fucking fascinating.
3: That is wild.
2: (laughs) Wild. I it's did like, not know that. It's almost more interesting than Entourage. You know what I mean? It's like it, it all becomes very like, oh, we got some celebrities. Oh, Turtle Vince bought some celebrities. Yeah. It's just like it's all very like fluff, but that's so much more interesting. Is like what why didn't Turtle do that in real time? You know what I mean? Obviously they've shot it a year beforehand, but like super, super interesting. So this guy, this Ken Austin, who's still the CEO of um, Tatila Avion, is like, Yeah, we have Entourage to think, but a little bit of rebranding on our end had to had to like do it, basically
3: man, that is some wild shit. Yeah. I just thought it was like a fake brand. And then someone like just.
2: Yep. Fired. Capitalized up, fired on, up on it. it. Yeah. Just yeah. like, all right. Have you had it before? I don't think I have. And what's, it's so wild is like tequila is the number one selling spirit in the world right now. It's like the, this is like the tequila boom. And, uh, What's your go-to then? What's my go-to? That's, that's a good question. I, I I like this one called uh, Tres Amidos. Trace Amidos out here. Like I don't know if it's if it's a Southern California brand or not, but like they have like an organic blanco, and then I like their reposado. I like to make cocktails though. I'm not a big like sit and sip a tequila guy. You know, my wife's out like the uh, Classy Azul bottles, like the colorful fucking you know decorative ones we always pick those up down in mexico but those aren't like good tequila's those are more those like, are the,
3: like the big blue ones yeah
2: they're like decorative yeah, like okay. items they're like you know they're basically aimed at like stupid americans that are in cancun with their wives, and their wives <laughs> that, Maybe we buy that bottle. We and gotta they, bring like, one home yeah. yeah and i've done that three times so so like it's i don't know but it, it my taste definitely changes what about you
3: uh tequila you know I think I I just told my mom this. I was like, she pulled out tequila, recently. Oh, what a sweetheart. Um, but uh, I forget what she pulled out. But I remember telling her I like, I like George Clooney's tequila.
2: You like Casamigos.
3: I like Casamigos. It's
2: a billion dollar company. He's doing something right.
3: He's it's it's uh it's good. You know what I just had and uh, is uh it's not tequila, but it's also a celebrity thing. Is um uh, um
2: Dos Hombres? dos hombres yeah, it's not, bad. I've, I've, it's I've not got, bad I've got a bottle on my bar it's not bad uh aaron paul and brian cranston yeah it's like, you know if i put my name if i was a celebrity and i put my name on something i would want it to be good it's not they didn't make the tequila. they didn't make the mezcal but i'm sure they've tested a bunch of them so like glad they chose a good one
3: i love the marketing i love brian cranston i mean aaron's great but Brian Cranston is just, he's the he not shit, like man. Yeah. He's the shit, man. That's right. Um, So that stuff is good. So for those of you out there looking for Mezcal, that, that's, that's
2: that's good stuff. It's not bad. What, is that Carlos guy?
0: Are you kidding? I told you, he's an old family friend. He is old. Stop it. He uh, is. Turtle, you like it? Your father created this? Making the finest tequila in all of Mexico was my father's life's work. Now, it's mine. My... <sighs> Walk with me. Alex, excuse us a moment, please. My father, may he rest in peace, has gone. And I want the world to taste his creation. Me too. (laughs) What's it called? He named it in honor of our family. Tequila Avion. Gracias. Tomorrow, I will take you to the place where my father first began production in 1948, where we still produce today. I'd love to see that. But tonight, We celebrate. Any girls you have your eyes on making love on Avion is unmatched. <laughs> to be honest, Carlos, I kind only have my eye on Alex. Alex is like a daughter to me. Derek. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to bang. I'm a nice guy, Carlos. That remains to be seen. <laughs> but I tell you what, you deliver for me. And I will do my best to deliver to you. What do I need to deliver? I need a face for my family's tequila. You want mine? <laughs> no what then alex tells me that you are very close friends with Vincent Chase Aquaman and Avion
2: (laughs) a match made in heaven Faces in the crowd I want to talk a little bit about John Stamos's ping-pong instructor or table tennis uh Soo Young Lee She is a former South Korean table tennis player, model, actress, and coach. She started playing table tennis at the very early age of 12 and was trained extensively in the sport by an Olympic gold medalist in South Mm. Korea. Soon thereafter, she went on to successfully win the Korean National Junior Championship six times. From the age of twelve. <laughs> so wow, she's a fucking badass. Uh, she's been featured in advertising campaigns for Nike, Adidas, Taste Swiss, Red Bull, and Target, and she is the brand ambassador for Spin, which was the table tennis like restaurant chain that we saw them playing at at the end of the episode. All made sense.
3: <laughs> it's almost like, it's almost I for a second I thought it was the same chick who was in the one where they do the yep. like energy drink May, commercial Maylene
2: or whatever her name yeah, yeah the, for a
3: second but the then chick, i was exactly like oh definitely chick. a different chick yeah. um wow that's impressive yeah, and yeah, of course she's like shit. all over vince
2: <laughs> at the end of them. she's going she's headed to vegas <laughs> yeah i just i
3: just i just searched her as like all these intense photos for playing ping
2: pong. <laughs> who do you have her sixth man award anthony who, who comes in and just lights it up for a scene or two i hate to just you bore the audience but i just feel like I just feel like Scott, you <laughs> he's, know? He's won it every he's week. Fucking Scott, man. <laughs> Dude, he's won it every week. You can't, you can't deny greatness. He he comes off the bench. He just fucking. Every scene he's in. Even when he, like, walks into the ping pong thing, he's like, oh, your brother's going and Row out there. I like, drops it, like, slamming the fucking. He, he was,
3: out. uh, another, like, low key line that he drops that I remember. I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, it maybe, uh, Gosh, what's the one of the. I think the trainer says something.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: She like yells some like tip
2: yeah, yeah. to Stamos. I think, yeah.
3: and he was like, "What the fuck <laughs>
2: did she just say?" Yeah, he's basically and I'm thinking, like, <laughs> I. I
3: like, it just, it just reminds me when I watched Bad and was like, wow, everything these guys are saying is so funny because we say this shit all the time. Yeah. But, like, it's subtle. It's just another one of those, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, because in, when you watch it, you're like, yeah, what the hell did she say? And then yeah. Scott's, like, sitting there going. So, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's not, uh, maybe that's, I don't know. He no. feels like the sixth guy for me, for it's sure. That's
2: great. Uh, I completely agree. It's Scotty. He's won it every week. He might win it every week this whole season. <laughs>
1: Ah, yeah. oh, would you look at this. Yeah, we, uh, we made up. We're we'll paisanos now. Hey, way to be mature. What's going on here? Ah, uh, not good. He's kicking Johnny's ass. <sighs> I thought Toronto was better than him. No, it's not. Ah! <laughs> 10-6. Match point. Looks like your boy's going down in flames. Great back backhand. Very weak. The fuck did she just say? Not that weak, Sue. Thank you. Let's go. Come on, Johnny.
2: Drama. What was your favorite drama? we've talked about him a lot. I want let to me, let me start. Because I, I, I liked. Bits, yeah. Bits, he's it's, it's here. He's here like it's fucking Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. Hit the front <laughs> but uh, the exchange with him and Stamos about uh, Stamos's cousin is all time. Oh, yeah. Drama's like, you know, I understudied on Broadway when I was just 14. I had my first sexual experience with a chick playing Anita. Great tits, big giant nipples. And Stamos is like, what year was that? My favorite cousin Angela played that role. And Sean was like, well, it was off-Broadway. off, off Broadway. Newark, actually. <laughs> and Stamos goes, I'm just busting your balls. No way would she have fucked you. But Vince, you? You she'd fucked. This chick is so hot. People say we look like identical twins. It's just, it's incredible writing. There's like five jokes in those three lines. In, in, yeah. Uh, credit to Doug Allen and the crew. It's 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 so fucking good. The lines,
3: and I've done, I've done like little montages where Johnny does this shit, and he says like the just most str- like out there things about banging chicks or sexual encounters, and like, you know, something about getting a blowjob from the chick who makes the fribbles or something. <laughs> I, that one. I like. And, like, just, like, yeah, I let her, you know, jerk me after hubby left through latte or whatever. the fuck, I, I'm going to butcher them. But, like, all those little lines are so good. And then this is the one where, like, after he says it, he doesn't, like, you know, he always, like, says it. And these people are kind of like, ah oh, like, ooh, sweet. And he, like, takes a hit of a joint after one of it. And this one, he says it. And then his reaction is, like. Oh fuck! The (laughs) one-time (laughs) character, which is pretty funny. So
2: I love that he thinks that's like a currency. Like, and by the way, I fucked the girl. (laughs) Stamos is going to be impressed. Stamos has probably had sex with a thousand women.
3: Yeah, the craft service chick, uh, like (laughs) then this chick.
2: uh, My first sexual experience. Like, wow, Johnny Drama. You know, Brooke
3: Shields was the first chick I seriously jerked off to.
2: (laughs) Congratulations, Drama. You should tell her that. Ah,
3: uh, he did. Sort of, in a way.
2: Ari Dold. He doesn't have a bid episode, Ari. He just has kind of the, the, the one or two scenes. He has the Lizzie scene, then he has the bid speech to the NFL billionaires. None of whom are real people, by the way. I did the research. It's, it's John Ellis, you know, the, the head of, uh, I think it's supposed to be the head of uh, Warner Brothers that he takes over. But, like, mm-hmm. none of those are real people. He keeps talking about uh, Katzenberg from, uh, Disney, or from Pixar, who never shows up. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Was there a line or a moment that jumped out at you from Ari? Here's one. Barbara Miller agreed to contribute ten million dollars, and she's agreed to work for free as the mascot. The L.A. Cougars. It's just like, oh, yeah. it's a like good banter. He's, he he does the like, oh Sean Merriman, the more the Merriman, but just he's, he's he's in he's in super agent mode. He's he's but he's being like very very polite. He's not doing the thing where he's like, if you don't agree with me, I will kill you, and I don't mean. In your career, I mean, I will kill you. You know the, that type of stuff that he does. Yeah, these are all guys who are more powerful than him and richer than him. So he is very much towing the line. That whole scene, charmingly
3: talking yeah. shit. Yeah, and like, yeah.
2: you guys better sign a bid chat or else you're you're, you're going to miss the boat essentially. And uh so it's it's good. He's like he's obviously doing his job very well. He's getting all these checks and he's you know he's he's on easy street until he's not. So. But yeah, not not a strong Ari episode. If I'm being honest with you.
3: Yeah, I think some of the uh, the the scenes with Jake are kind of funny. Like, yeah. um, they're getting a, maybe uh, maybe somewhat
2: less funny because he
3: he fires him right.
2: Like, so he fired him. He fired him. Yeah, be Denny when Lloyd was gone, but he rehires him because Jake is the one who suggests he go after the NFL, and Jake stays on as his assistant through the end of the show. So he becomes like a you know mainstay.
3: Yeah, he's the one who got the wrong muffin or something. Or is yeah. that a different guy? This is no, yeah.
2: it is. This is cranberry as opposed God. to blueberry. Yeah,
3: yeah. Back to the Iowa dairy farm was the <laughs> other guy, I think, or maybe that was him. No, nope, that's it. I mix those two guys up. They're very similar, right?
2: Yeah, they look. And then, and then, two episodes ago, he's like, "Fire the guy who's on my desk. It's your desk now." And he's like, "Who's that?" And he's like, "That guy right there." And the guy walks in, and he, they looked exactly the same.
3: Oh, they look exactly the same. Yep. The guy who did the muffin was a different guy. Jacob fired for saying uh Anthony McCall. Yep. Yeah, anyways, Kelly Kapowski, you know, <laughs> Saved by the bell. <laughs> you know, she's <laughs> Pack of things are fucking fire. <laughs> oh, that shit's hilarious. Like, Goodbye, uh, Jake. <laughs> back to back to back to HR?
2: Yep.
3: Yeah, maybe I'm mixing them up, but yeah, those are good, man.
2: They're all interchangeable, after to, Lloyd, it's time Lloyd. to do a
3: It's time to do a firing montage. Oh, yeah, That's what I feel like. Fire right? it up.
2: Fire up that firing yeah. montage, Anthony. Two questions left. Who besides Vince won this week's episode of Entourage? Vince can't win; he wins every week.
3: Yeah, I think E for just being a responsible adult. <laughs>
2: just, just like yeah, he's not you know he, he doesn't doesn't lose doesn't win. He just like, sat
3: know. everything out.
2: Yeah, he really did. Doesn't do anything. He reads the script. He he picked up Johnny's clothes <laughs> in the beginning and sat everything out. Sat and then he like didn't look at the flowers—the one thing he's supposed to do for his wife. So I don't know what the hell he did. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a good point. So he why found is out he a weird? way to do
3: nothing for anyone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I forget. Was he? Did he have a history? Was he like doing this in the episodes leading up to it, or was he just sort of like, was this an episode where he just kind of like took a back seat?
2: No, he does. He takes a back seat this episode. He doesn't have a lot to do outside of be mad that Scotty Lavin has Vince's attention, which is very like it feels very. I guess like there's some insecurity around that with men, but like. It feels very short sighted. I've I've some close friends I've known since I was eight, so I've known them for twenty seven years. And like if they were hanging out with another guy that they just met, I wouldn't be like, I mm, wouldn't be mad. I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. I've known you for twenty seven years, like we're good. Like that's just it. Just yeah. feels very feels very I don't know. And I hate to say this, it feels very like like almost like something a girl would do, like two girls like kind of tat tat fighting over like attention and you know sway and stuff. It just it's very strange to me. So yeah. yeah, I don't think he won this episode at all. I don't know why you would suggest no. him. <laughs> no, no, that
3: was that was sarcasm. I was just thinking. I, I was going down the. I was going down the list of characters in my head, and I was like, well, Eve really just sort of like wasn't himself, or no. maybe too much of himself." Um, no, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, is it obvious? I don't know. I think Johnny won the episode. Yeah. I mean, he I he, he uh, went through some tribulations, and then he fucking came out on top, and like came out way on top. I don't know. I feel like he just kind of crushed it.
2: He he murders Stamos at Ping Pong. Because he then, can not beat him. Yeah.
3: And then he fucking threw the game, and yep. then he got what he wanted with yep. the show. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, for sure, Johnny.
2: He wins this episode, but I think loses this season because, you know, as we know, it doesn't become his role, sadly. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the show. If you're listening to this podcast, you should have seen the show. Last question, Anthony... Was this an A-list, B-list, or D-list episode of Entourage, and we can do pluses and minuses? Uh,
3: super hot take, but I'm going to say C. Whoa! I just spent a lot of time digging through episodes in the first four seasons, and I just I, there is definitely a there's definitely a, a a little bit of a glow up as I'm cutting those episodes, and I felt like when I was cutting this one, I just didn't. <laughs> it was fun. It was great. It was something? a little bit of nostalgia happening? Yeah. But I think. I've always been very soft on these grades. I feel like I give the benefit of the doubt, but I feel like even though I enjoy the episode, I mean, if we're having a weighted scale that takes in all seasons, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to give it a C. I mean, some of those episodes in the beginning are just fucking good and they're clever and they're well-written and they don't ever feel awkward ever. I, I, I agree. So Sorry. 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 (laughs) Uh, uh, If
2: anyone watches as much entourage as me, it's you because of what you do all day. Not all day. With what you do with part of your day. And quite a bit. And I I don't disagree with like in comparison to the whole the whole tit and caboodle, it doesn't hold up very well. But I am always looking at this from a very micro level because I watch it so closely. And if you compare this to the rest of season seven, this is a pretty good episode of season seven. This is fun, it's light some good drama. Stamos back and forth. The E and Lavin and stuff is funny. Vince hasn't started his bullshit yet. I haven't even really talked about Turtle and Alex because I just want to leave that whole plot alone because it is just so, in my opinion, bad. Um, I don't I don't like the Alex actress and or the performance very much. So this this to me is like a B B minus for season seven. But in the whole scope of the show, I probably yeah. agree with you, like somewhere in the C's because there are so many better episodes in seasons one through four. But that's it's kind of it's yeah. tough to hold someone to that. It's like comparing, a comparing an NBA player when they're 35, to when they're 25, you know, like,
3: yeah, when you when you put it like that, it's, you know, it absolutely holds up. And it's definitely one of the better episodes of the season for sure. Uh, so yeah, I guess if we're if the if the weighted grade falls down to the season, it's it's not bad.
2: Anthony, this is always a pleasure. We're gonna have you on one more time in season eight. If we can if we can all make it there, if I can if I can oh, yeah. hold it together. <laughs> it might not be for a couple months, but we'll we'll do it. We'll definitely have you back. Where can the listeners find you and follow you?
3: Yeah, you can um so entourage quotes on Instagram. And I just fired up a TikTok. I think it's on trash quotes as well. It is on
2: quotes, yes. Okay,
3: I was like, just I was second guessing myself because I thought for sure someone took it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can you can follow me there. Uh, so yeah, this will be this October. I was just talking to you at the beginning of the episode. This will be ten years of cutting footage and putting it on the interweb. So.
2: I thought um, I'd watched a lot of Entourage in the past five years for this podcast, but you've doubled that in, in and and cutting the clips. <laughs> but you've done, dude. You've you, you've done a great job running the accounts. If you guys if you guys are listening to this episode, you should be following Anthony's account. So please go follow. it. I'll have a link to both in the show notes of uh, this episode, and we'll definitely have you back, man. Hell yeah!
3: Thanks, sweet. For joining, of Thanks course. for having me. Love to come back. Talk to you soon. Thanks, man.